December 25th, 2018. It was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, reaping fans, money, assets. And yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money. The kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends. The kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck. Like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things. All the things that promised me freedom. And it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was going to be an inside job. And... I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the unruly entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really truly finally fucking sets you free i'm your host andrea crowder and welcome to the unruly entrepreneur podcast let's go to the show let's talk about daddy energy (laughs) okay so One of the things that we say in my team behind the scenes is, can you put some daddy energy into this or can you daddy this up? And what that means is after like the first burst of creativity, typically a project then needs a little bit of structure. So we have feminine energy and intuition and creativity, which we always lead with. And then we add in the masculine energy, which we playfully call daddy energy on the Unruly Entrepreneur team. You know, like just it's team culture to like make everything sound a little bit more like playful or sexual or whatever. It's just like the vibe. My friend, um, my COO was saying how her husband was like, I think you flirt with your team more than you do me. And I'm starting to have some feelings about that. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a part of the culture. Um, we like to have fun, right? And so I was posting on Instagram this morning that I was doing my makeup while I was getting ready for a photo shoot and my COO was going through some emails and she was just dishing out my to-do list to me so that I could just respond while I was doing my makeup. I didn't have to sit down at the computer. I could sit there and I could still be in my creative my creative energy for the photo shoot. And she was like, okay, what do you want to do about this? She read a contract to me. I agreed to the contract. She got it signed. Everything was getting paid for. And so I was posting, I was like, this is what daddy energy looks like to have a team that supports you with the structure so that you can stay in your creative visionary role. And that was always my dream because my gift is outward vision and um, other people's gift are like more maybe like systems and structures, right? So it just depends on the individual, what you need for the brand in order for it to be successful based off of whatever your North Star mission is, right? So 
At the beginning of starting my coaching business, I was starting to create my own digital courses. I was coaching people privately, group coaching, private one-on-one coaching. And my thought was like, where I want to be able to take the back end part of this business is I eventually want to build out a team to where all I have to do each day are the things that are my most natural zones of genius, which for me is serve the customer, create the offers and sell them. I love to sell. So I've never wanted to outsource selling. It hasn't always been true for me. Um, why hasn't that always been? I used to think I was, I was just actually talking to, um, Catherine Zinkina. A lot of you guys know her as manifestation, babe. And, um, we were talking about the difference between how most people, um, would describe selling, which is, uh, transactional. And we look at selling as transformational. And the reason that most people feel ick around the word selling and they feel uncomfortable with it is because their perception is, is their job is to create transactions. And that feels very, very dry and boring. There's like no fucking heart in that shit, right? And so we focus on not creating transactions, but creating transformations. And there's a lot of heart and energy in that. So I think that that typically is more normal for a feminine led business. I didn't say female, but I said feminine energy, more creative and creativity and intuition um, led. So anyways, in our team, we start with the um, creative energy. And so I have the idea, I have the concept and the dream was to be able to speak and then a chain of events would begin to happen. So the idea comes through me, I'm the channel, and I say, okay, the next vision to create, the next offer to create, the next thing that we're going to sell is this. I cast the vision, the team gets clear on the vision, and then the chain of events begins. Um, And each person knows what their job is. Now, I only started with a VA. And when I would launch, I wouldn't even tell her. I would already be launching three days in. I'll be like, by the way, you might get some customer service emails because she was checking my email. But I really didn't know how to be supported yet. I was still learning. And that truly is a skill that took me some time. And so if the feeling of being supported is uncomfortable for you, I totally get that. In fact, I want to play... Um, I'm going to play a voice memo that somebody sent me in a DM just a little bit ago. And she responded to the Instagram story around me um, sitting there doing my makeup while my team was handling some details. And she said, oh my God, you're a gift. And I said, what made you say that? So I'm going to play, let's hopefully the audio is okay. Cause I'm just going to hold this DM up to the mic and I'm going to play what she said. And I feel like probably a lot of you are really going to relate to this. Okay. Because honestly, like you just live so boldly in this. So I've had to like operate in the masculine basically my whole life. Like my dad was on meth and my dad left and then my mom had three kids and I just kind of like stepped up into like the mom. And so I've always been in like the doing, the doing like just frenetic energy always, I don't know, just this ball of anxiety that like manifested as like get shit done and just kind of like a bull in a china shop, especially in, um, you know, romantic relationships. And so I think that you're just like showing us that you can actually be supported and be fucking powerful. Like support does not equal weakness. And it's not like you can't do it. 
I don't know. Just like whatever is happening right now, I'm like fucking yes. I feel like there's a revolution and that I'm like behind you, like picking up your crumbs. I'm like, oh, please <laughs> let me follow you. Yes. Okay. Align with Brie. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I totally get that. I was always like the, the leader child in my family that would be always the one that was helping. I babysat for my little brother and sister, took care of them. Um, in fact, I was considered a third parent in my house between my mom and my stepdad. And it was like, they had Friday nights to go out. I could go out Saturday. Um, because I had to babies, I watched the kids one night and they watched the kids the next night. Right. And so growing up like that, you know, there, and in fact, so much in our society, there's this praise for people who overwork. And I would like to suggest like, why can't we praise people more who have learned to do less, make more and live more? Why is there so much fucking notoriety in the U.S. for being on Team No Sleep and I'll Sleep When I'm Dead? I think because at first we didn't have as much leverage as we do today, especially with technology, the way that we can um, recruit and bring on amazing talent onto our teams. You know, like most of my, you know, most of my, not most of my, all of my team just came from social media. I've never, I don't even know what it's like to, to, put a job listing out because social media makes things so easy. There's so much leverage available to us because of the internet. So it took a while for me though, to learn to ask for help. So like I said, I started with um, my assistant and even letting her, sometimes I even felt like, "Mm, I don't even want to ask her, like I'm paying her to do a job. And for a really long time, it was hard for me to even ask her to do the things that I was paying for her to do. Is that a problem? It is. (laughs) So I started with this lesson of recognizing somebody had said to me once that by not receiving others' gifts, we're also blocking them the satisfaction of giving. And that really hit me because by me saying, no, I got it. I can do this myself. I was actually taking an opportunity from someone else. And that didn't sit well with me. And I needed that perspective shift in order for me to start taking breaths and to just say yes. In front of one of my best friends, Rachel Luna, we both went through this phase where we were learning to say, yes, thank you for offering. And so we would challenge each other as friends. And when one person would offer to like get the bill, instead of saying, no, 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 like we got it even 50, 50. Cause I used to think my belief system was if I'm giving 70%, that's 50, 50. I had to be giving 70% in order for it to even feel even for me. Nod your head. Yes. <laughs> If you relate to that, I've talked to so many people, I know this is a thing, right? And so we would close our eyes, take a breath. (sighs) Yes, thank you. And just let that settle into our nervous system of someone's trying to do something nice for us. I'm not saying this is going to be easy for a lot of people. I'm going to suggest actually it's going to be wildly uncomfortable and wildly satisfying when you get used to it. Now I'm at that point where I can message my team and be like, 
I'm going on a trip. I don't have time to shop. Could somebody like order me socks and and underwear? Like, (laughs) like we, we are all like sisters and family where we all just, and there's a, there's a culture on my team where it's not like I'm just getting supported. There's a culture on our team that I insist upon that says that when you're down, when you are just too maxed out, you have to ask for help. It's like a value, right? So I saw something really interesting this week on Instagram. There's this clip of a celebrity being interviewed. She's on the red carpet and she's talking about how she hasn't slept or eaten for two days. She's been on an airplane, this and that. She just got off the airplane. She literally like basically walked straight onto the red carpet. You could hear the tonality in her voice was actually fairly sharp and she was extremely depleted. And you know what we say in this world about people like that? They're so dedicated. That blows my mind. And also I get it because I used to be that person that thought that there was some sort of notoriety in being on team no sleep or I'll sleep when I'm dead. I used to say that shit all the time as if, as if I had this fucking badge of honor on my chest for it. Also this week I was talking to a friend that built a company from scratch to a $50 million valuation and wants to now start a new startup. And his intention is to lead that company into a billion dollars. And obviously I'm like fascinated by the vision. And the interesting thing for me was he actually looked to me and he asked questions on my take on building a team and casting vision so that everyone really wants to see the company get to that level. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, the fuck do I have to offer here? I've never built a company even close to $50 million, dot, 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 yet. <laughs> um, or even obviously a billion. But what I did say was, if I were to do it, I would start with clear as fuck values in a North Star. What does that mean? Meaning that what is the standard in which I would want to accomplish that goal? I wouldn't want to get there by any means necessary. I'm unavailable for the by any means necessary approach anymore. That used to be me. Whatever it takes, I'll get there and I'll do whatever it takes. I do not subscribe to those values anymore. Now I'll get there by doing whatever it takes as long as it fits within these core values. So we have a manifesto that we live by on Team Unruly and I'll read that to you now. We have this on the back of a hoodie, by the way, which we do sell. So link in bio on Instagram. (laughs) Um, The manifesto says, trust society's rules over my own truth. No, thanks. Listen to someone else's opinions at the expense of my soul. Not into it. I'm stripping away the shoulds until I stand in nothing. A blank slate to paint as I see fit. Obligations? Fuck no. Inspiration? Hell yes. I lead with the heart, not the mind. I prioritize my energy over the hustle because one thing I know for sure, the game isn't worth winning unless I get to play. I know the fastest way to make things happen is to stop trying to make things happen. I choose beingness over busyness. Instead of studying everyone else around me, I sink into my own truth. 
I innovate and lead with a quantum edge. If I set my mind to it, consider it done. But I'm doing it my way, the unruly way. So these are the values in which we live by. If I'm tired and I need to like tap out for a second and take a knee, my team says like, you prepped us for this. Take a knee. We got your back. I was in September going through, I had three traumas come up back to back and I felt like I was in a riptide. You guys have, have you ever seen somebody in the ocean? Like maybe they're surfing or something swimming and they get caught in the undercurrent and it's just like, they keep getting flipped around in circles and they're barely catching a breath before they get pulled back underneath the current. That's what it felt like. And I told my team, like, we're supposed to be getting ready for launch. And I was like, you guys, I, I can't, I feel like I feel like I don't even know who I am right now. I felt like everything, in fact, you guys heard maybe on episode number nine, where I shared with you one of the RRT sessions of one of my private therapy sessions with Dr. John Connolly. This was one of the three traumas that we cleared within about 10 days. And my team said, Andrea, you've been preparing us for this. We got it. And they started the launch without me and they started making sales without me. They had their systems. They had their procedures. Everybody had the assets. Everybody has been there, done this. They knew exactly what to do. And I leaned back and just trusted and they got the launch started. And then as soon as I felt better, a couple days later, I finished it. And we had just done, we were just doing like a quick um, and dirty like bundle sale with some of our resources that we hadn't sold in a while for people. And we did $10,000 in sales in just like three days or something like that in cash. That was like cash received. Um, they ha- Could you guys imagine like in your business just leaning back and all of a sudden your team is like starting the process of just bringing in 10 grand real quick in a few days, no fucking big deal. That's the vision. That's daddy energy guys, that's fucking daddy energy because it was already there. They fully loved to support me. In fact, Lorelai, when we were sitting here today and she was reading me the emails that we needed to respond to. And I said, Hey, can you open up an email and start to type this? Cause we were getting ready to put regulate on sale. And it was our first time we've ever put regulate on sale. And so I said, like, I wanted to say this, can you open up that email? And as soon as I said, can you open up an email and get it ready for me? She goes, Ooh. And I looked at her and I was like, did you just like hiccup? (laughs) What's that sound? And she looks at me and with like her eyes all like soft and doughy. And she's like, say it slower. (laughs) I'm like, I fucking love you so much. Email marketing feels like peeling my skin off to me. Like I don't mind sitting there writing, but like funnels and all that stuff. I'm like, well, (laughs) no thanks, which is why I never did it for a really long time. And I was just able not to, I was able to do a lot of like quick and dirty launches, selling stuff really easy on Insta stories. And I mean, I did six figure launches on, on Insta stories with never having an email funnel set up for anything in my whole, whole career until I started building my team. Now I have tons of funnels and like I'm making money in my sleep because of these funnels. I did not fucking create those. Like all the structure was created for me. And then I would just go in and say, I love this, take this, move this. And I would get to add in my 
is mommy energy? Does that have the same like effect? I don't know. I don't think so. I would add in like my feminine visionary, like creative feedback, right? There's no nobility in suffering for the sake of fucking suffering. It doesn't make us better than the person who does less. In fact, I would even dare say that when you're overworked and you're tired, you're less focused, effective, creative, intuitive, patient, clear, strategic, fucks with your health and lifespan. No thanks. And want to know why I can say that with such certainty? Because we live in a world where there are so many ways to get what we want and the way that we want it if we are willing to ask the right question. Somebody asked me the other day, like, what are all your tattoos stand for? And I have the and sign on my right wrist. And I said, this one stands for not having to choose. I believe that we get to have exactly what we want and the way that we want it as long as we're willing to ask the right question and hold the fucking standard for it. It's when we start to compromise our standards and say, oh, just this one time. And then it becomes 10 years later before we revisit that standard that we had set for ourselves. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of accepting either a trash life experience or an okay, or even a good life experience, but it's always at the expense of excellent. And I just fully believe in how fucking well-resourced we are in this day and age that I will absolutely not compromise the experience of excellence when I know that I don't have to anymore. I just have to keep realigning and holding the standard and saying no to anything that falls below it. No to anything that falls below it. Hold the fucking standard and you're going to get exactly what you want and the way that you wanted it. It may not look exactly like you thought, but it will feel that way. So the question is, What's your intention and how do you want that intention to feel? What are the values in which or the standards in which you want to experience it and say no to anything else? I don't just say yes to money. I say yes to money that feels, smells, tastes, looks like excellence. It's either WAP or not. (laughs) That's why I have the tattoo on my wrist that says WAP over DOP. (laughs) If it doesn't make me wet, it's out. And that's like a metaphor mostly, not always. But (laughs) I mean, like I literally went into Gucci the other day and this bag made me wet. So it went home with me. (laughs) There was this other, look, there was this other pretty bag that was $3,000. And I was like... It's pretty. It looked like something I would normally be interested in, but I was like, three just feels like a lot for that. It's not the thing that I, I don't really want to spend $3,000 on like a handheld travel bag that I would just be carrying through the airport. And then I went around the corner and I saw another one and literally instantly I was like, oh my fucking God, that one was four grand. And I was like, wrap it up. (laughs) So it met my values, right? I said no 
to something that could have been beautiful and wonderful and really, really great in order to go around the corner, which I would have never seen. I would have never gone into the other side of the store. There was a big wall in between it. Had I said yes to that one, and I would have never seen the other one that literally like activated my whole body physically to where I almost like got short of breath. (laughs) I was like... (laughs) like post-orgasm breath was what happened when I saw that bag. So I, I live these values in every single area. It's like, who do I say yes to doing business with? What do I put on my body? Does it give me wop or dop? If it's dop, it's fucking out, right? This is truly my North Star because I want to live a turned on life. And like I said, most of the time it's a metaphor, but what I mean by turned on is I want to feel the sensation of excellence, whatever it is. I want this sensation of excellence when it comes to food and it may not be expensive food. My friend and I, we went to, um, this pizza shop by the beach and like our meals were like five and eight bucks and it was excellent. We both loved it. So fucking good. And then sometimes we spend on the meal for just the two of us or 500. And it's like both excellent and neither one is better or worse. It's just, what did we feel really activated by in the moment? That's not the point of this podcast. We're talking about daddy energy, but you know, sometimes I have to go rant on a rant about food because it just makes me so happy. (laughs) So what's your intention? What's your North star? What do you want it to feel like? What are your standards? What are your values? Have you ever sat down and clarified those? And then what old story are you willing, and I won't use the word let go because, you know, through the angle of RRT or through the lens of RRT, I don't believe anybody's actually walking around physically gripping onto old shit. It's just most people don't know how to process it. But like, what are you willing to do to clear those old belief systems that are preventing you from allowing yourself to be more supported, to have more structure around you so that you can have this beautiful house around you. And even if there's a fucking hurricane, you're sitting in the middle of the house, just dancing your ass off to whatever. Like most of the time it's genuine for me. (laughs) I mean, could you, could you imagine living in like a brick freaking house with like cat five hurricane windows and you just being able to watch wild energy just rip around you. And yet in the middle of it, you're at peace and you have structure and you have support and you're able to just be there and just dance through all of it. That's daddy energy. This is the vision that I have for business where everyone feels so lit up and people are strategically placed in the roles to where one person like Lorelai puts together an email funnel for me to which I hate doing that shit, but she's like, say it slower, right? And I get to stay in my zone of genius. Like I started this brand because I had a vision. We can't get very far by ourselves. That was one of the biggest lessons that I learned very on in entrepreneurship, especially in network marketing, because you can't get very far in network marketing if you don't build a team. 
There's no chance for like strong residual income and network marketing if you're not building a team. And I remember thinking like, if I could just put everybody else on my back, we could all just go. And that's not leadership. That's not empowering other people. And nobody feels good when they're getting carried because eventually they're like, but why can't I do it? And that there's this satisfaction in doing something that feels a little bit challenging. And we're robbing people of the satisfaction by not allowing them to be a part of that team. That's daddy energy. Everybody gets turned on by what it is that they're doing. Everybody's in the right role where somebody, one of my, one of the girls in one of my group coaching programs called the accelerator, she said, I have this interesting fear that popped up. And she said, when I get too big, I'm going to resent my business and I'm going to hate it. And I'm going to want to close it down. And I said, close your eyes. And I said, in front of you, you're going to see a single domino. And all you have to do is take a deep breath and blow. And with a single breath, that one chip falls. And you'll notice that as that chip falls, there was a ton more behind it. And that single movement, that single action created a chain reaction in your business. That's the vision. The vision is not you doing it all. The vision is you having the idea and you handing it over to one person and letting them hand it to the next and letting them hand it to the next and letting them hand it to the next to where everybody knows their job and the job that each person does turns them on, activates them, inspires them, motivates them, fires them up, whatever word like deeply resonates with you, that's daddy energy. So funny little story, last one. The other day, last week, I believe, I was texting our team and I said something along the lines, I'm sure, of, hey, can someone daddy this up for me? And one of our team members, Kayla, who we call coconut oil because she just is so fucking good for everything, (laughs) Um, she responded, when are we going to have a program called Daddy Energy where we teach other businesses how to have the synergy, the turn on, and the freedom the way that we do? And we had talked about it before. But she said it at just the right time. It's like the idea had matured long enough and shocked my body. And I was like, oh shit, it's time for daddy energy. She was so excited. She's been waiting. Like (laughs) she's created a Pinterest board immediately. She sends it to me. She's like, okay, here's the concept. This is what I'm thinking. Like she was like ready. Uh, she was already edging. We'll just say that. Um, and then we had a photo shoot done like a day later and we have a concept for one more photo shoot that we want to do before we launch this. So we're just like having so much fun behind the scenes, um, getting ready, getting all the branding and all the assets ready for this launch. But I wanted to tell you guys about it because our podcast Listeners have become such loyal 
such a beautiful, loyal community that you guys are actually the first people to know about this. In fact, I'm not even going to mention that I dropped this little bombshell at the end of this episode and whoever finds it is just meant to find it. So if you're hearing it right now, that's you. And um, go ahead and look at the link in the description area of this podcast and you guys will get a special, like we're going to have a pre-sale price, but you guys are going to get the pre-sale, pre-sale price for this program, like a sick deal because you guys just happen to listen to this and the end of this episode. So click the link in the description area, get on the wait list. You guys are the only people that are going to get access to this secret discount code. And then you will find out as soon as we launch this program, which is probably going to be pretty soon. So I'm not going to give you guys a deadline because we just don't roll that way. Somebody asked the other day, they're like, exactly how long from like concept to launch do you guys wait? Like what's a deadline on this? And we're like, we don't know. (laughs) We don't have deadlines. That's for a whole nother podcast episode. But if you guys are going to be, want to be one of the first people and the people who get the pre-sale, pre-sale prize, because you guys get the podcast homie hookup, then click that link in the description area, get on that wait list and make sure you have your code. If for any reason you don't get that email right away with your special code, please email my team, hello at Andrea Crowder and say, hey, on this episode of The Unruly Entrepreneur, Andrea mentioned at the end that I get a the homie hookup deal for daddy energy and my team will know to make sure that you get that special code. I love you guys. The other thing that I wanna ask you guys is, what hit you the most in this episode? I love hearing from you guys. You guys often send me DMs. I'm constantly going back and forth. I check almost all of my DMs. Sometimes I can't get to all of them and Kayla will message me and say, hey, somebody asked you this question and I'll jump in there. Um, But for the most part, it's me in there. And we came up with this cool way where you guys can actually leave me a voicemail and either say something that really resonated with you or ask a question for a future episode topic that would be custom to, you know, the things that you're interested in hearing me either riff on or me talk about with um, some podcast guests. So another link in this episode or in the show notes of this podcast, you guys will see an opportunity for you guys to just click the link It's literally like making a phone call. You leave a voicemail and I will play that voicemail on a future episode and I will either comment on something that you had to say or I will answer a question for you um, if it resonates with a future topic. So I really want to bring you guys into this whole experience and let you co-create this with me because this is for you. I have people pitch me all the time, you guys, on getting on this podcast. I have to say that I'm so cutthroat. about people that I will let on because you guys, like I'm constantly looking through the lens of like, what is going to be the most potent thing that I can offer you? And I'm so protective over making sure that none of the information on this podcast gets diluted for the sake of having like a certain number of episode drops per week or per month or whatever, or, you know, like stroking other people's ego and saying like, oh, you want to talk about that? And like, what can we do for each other? Nope. That's not what this podcast is for. This is about creating like super, super potent deliciousness for you guys. Shit that like, look, even just what I shared with you guys today, like a few years ago, I would have paid good money for this as a masterclass. And you guys are getting this for free. And I fully intend on continuing to bring insane, ridiculous value that anybody would happily and gladly pay for 
um, for free. So we're just so obsessed with you guys and thank you so much. I can't even believe, like we're almost at 6,000 downloads already and we just launched this shit like a month ago and we hardly ever talk about it. Uh, we're putting some daddy energy into the podcast too for you. So I love you guys and thank you so much for co-creating this with us. In fact, we are really co-creating it for you. So thank you for this experience because it's such an honor to deliver it to each of you. If you love this episode, like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever it is, <laughs> send it to a friend. Think about one friend who's who maybe relates to what Brie was saying earlier about um, just always doing it all. And, you know, who's that friend for you that's always doing it all and they really have a hard time receiving either in business or in life. Send this episode to them. Give them that gift. Thank you so much. <laughs>